Hey friends, before we dive into the episode today, I wanted to personally invite you to Mic Check Retreat, the retreat for podcasters that's happening this June in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'm hosting it and I can't wait for you to join us. So in this three-day retreat, we're going to kick off with a welcome mixer. Then on day two, dive into all things education and workshops. Then day three, we're going to continue those workshops and even have some time for implementation. At this retreat, we are going to be focused on making your podcast work for you, but also connecting with other podcasters to see what's working for them. So make sure you head to micchecksociety.com, find the information about the retreat, and grab your early bird ticket today. I hope to see you there. Back to the episode. Hey y'all, after last week's episode aired, I had a couple of listeners reach out with more questions about search engine optimization and the tools that I use in determining keywords for my website. So I decided to push out an episode this week dedicated to some of those questions. We'll be diving a little deeper into what that process looks like and how you can replicate my system. Hey y'all, welcome to the Clocking In Podcast the podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals making their way in the working world. I'm your host, Haley Gaffin. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Gaffin Creative, a podcast production company for creative entrepreneurs. Learn more about our services at gaffincreative.com. Plus, you'll also find resources, show notes, and more for the Clocking In podcast. So let's clock in and get to work. In last week's episode, I shared some interesting data from my website about what keywords and phrases my website ranks for. Today's episode is going to focus solely on Google Search Console, the tool that I use to review my website's performance and pull data for my SEO strategy and planning. First things first, you'll want to make sure you have Google Analytics set up on your website if you don't already. To do this, head over to analytics.google.com and it'll walk you through that process. Today's episode is really all about Google Search Console. So once you have analytics set up, you're gonna wanna head over to Google Search Console and log in. Ideally, this would be the same login as your Google Analytics account. So then you'll click add a property at the top of the page, enter your URL and then click continue. And then what you'll need to do is verify your website. And this is why I want you to set up Google Analytics first. There are a few ways that you can verify your website, but the easiest way is gonna be through your Google Analytics tracking ID. Now in each of these tools, it will not track data unless it's on your website and active. So you won't be able to see past data from before the time that you've actually installed it on your website. So it'll be a few days before you actually see data that you can work with. So how can you use Google Search Console in your business? There are a few key ways that I use it for Gaffin Creative. The first is submitting my sitemap to Google. The second is to monitor usability and errors. And the third is to review my site's search performance, which will be the primary portion of this podcast episode. So if you want to take an extra step in ranking yourself on Google, you can submit a sitemap to Google within Google Search Console under sitemap. This will help Google find your website more easily, review its content, and index it more quickly. To generate your sitemap, you can use a tool like Yoast SEO and generate it under the general settings. The next thing that I use it for is monitor usability and errors. So you'll see where there may be site errors under coverage within Google Search Console. 
These are mainly issues you need to fix on your site. While I currently don't have anything on mine under errors, I use this feature to also double check my excluded pages to ensure that all of the important content or pages are showing up in Google searches. So I can do this through looking at the excluded data under coverage in Google Search Console. I personally have a few items in this area, but they are intentional. So I have pages with redirects on all of my podcast episodes. So for example, if you go to gaffincreative.com slash 011, it will redirect you to this episode's show notes. I also have pages that I've tagged as no index, like the WordPress category pages. These are not pages that I want to show up in Google, so I've no indexed them. And then canonical tags as well, which are basically pages I've tagged as duplicates on my site where I'd rather have the main page rank for. So for example, I want my main headshot page to rank on Google when someone searches for Chattanooga headshot photographer, but I don't want my headshot mini sessions to show up in Google because sometimes I don't use those all the time because they are time sensitive. So I would set up a canonical on the mini sessions page with the headshot page being the primary page. And you can do this through a simple Google search. I'm not gonna go through that on this episode in particular. The other way that I use Google Search Console is for keyword planning and research based on my own data. So this is the primary focus of today's episode. So under performance, you can see search queries based on your own site's performance, when you show up in searches and when your site was clicked on for those searches. So for example, in last week's episode, I mentioned some of my own numbers from Q1 of this year. So the number of times that gaffincreative.com showed up in Google searches was 12,900 times. The number of times gaffincreative.com was clicked on from Google searches during Q1 was 295. And my top keywords and phrases were photography studio rental, Chattanooga headshot photographer, and photography studios near me. Now, in the last two months, I have been working really hard on my podcast content strategy to help me grow in that space on Google. So this would include all of the blog content that I've created, all of my podcast episodes that are related to podcasting, and even my downloadables and freebies. So let's look at the numbers over the last 28 days to see if it's made any impact. In Q1, I barely had any visibility or impressions for any type of podcast-related searches. So my podcast budget worksheet is a worksheet I created to help people understand what it costs to create a podcast. The phrase podcast budget template had 40 searches according to Google Search Console in the last 28 days. My website page got eight impressions, and then I had two clicks from that. In addition to that, I also ranked for royalty-free music for podcasts. And not that I'm a service for it, but I did a comparison blog post that got 1,900 searches for royalty-free music for podcasts, and I ended up showing up 393 times in searches for that key phrase. Out of those 393, I only got one click. Now I could look at this data and think, well, that only brought me three clicks to my website. That's nothing, that's not worth doing this. But then I can also look at it like this. There were three people who'd likely never heard of me, who now have. It's likely that they actually read the post, searched through my site, and probably signed up for my newsletter as well. Plus, what about the fact that one of those budget downloads 
from the two clicks turned around and booked me for a launch consultation to help her plan her podcast and strategize how she could monetize it in order to outsource her podcast production. In my book, that's a win. So what I end up doing to plan for keywords for this content and from this data is I make two lists. The first list is a few of the top clicks or impressions that I'm performing under in Google Search Console. And then the second is I take a list of the top searched. So these are the ones that were searched the most and you cannot filter it currently under Google Search Console by the number of times this was searched, but I'm just kind of skimming it to see what the biggest number is. Those are the ones that I'm actually showing up under, but not getting any clicks because there are tens of thousands of searches for certain keywords that I might be ranking for, but I'm not getting clicked on. And that's probably because I am low in the search results. So what I do is I take those words and I strategize content around them. And I think about two questions. One, how can I build better content around these keywords and phrases? And two, what related searches are people making that I can build even more content around? And that's where that keywords everywhere tool comes into play that I mentioned last week. So basically I'm building out buckets of content, which this has become a really popular social media planning strategy for creating content around certain buckets of content that relate to what you do or who you're trying to serve. So I'm using each of these keywords as a base for creating content associated with those. So let's run through this exercise together. Many of my listeners are photographers, and we'll use that an example by creating a content plan around one of my top performing keywords. So my top keyword that I perform under in the photography space, excluding all of my studio rental keywords, is Chattanooga Headshot Photographer. So we'll start with that one. A few keywords that I also rank for that are relevant to my work but don't perform well and are related to this keyword are Chattanooga Photographer, Photographers in Chattanooga, Chattanooga Commercial Photographer, Photography Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Headshot Studio Chattanooga. And I've only used the Headshot Studio Chattanooga because I do have my own studio. So I could create supporting content or blog posts about each one of these topics using past photography sessions. Then when creating this content, I'll also want to consider the content of the actual blog post, alt text, image names, headers, descriptions, and so much more for SEO purposes. So make sure you listen to last week's episode if you didn't get a chance to, where I actually dive into how I do all of that. I would make sure that my primary page that is ranking for Chattanooga Headshot Photographer also links to these pages. That way, traffic from this keyword is also funneling through my site to relevant pages, and it's also helping with SEO. So one thing that many people don't realize is Google likes for any page of your website to be within three clicks of the home page or three clicks of whatever search page you're looking at. A destination photographer could also do this for their own SEO strategy to rank for specific locations that they love to travel to. So just because you're not located in the area doesn't mean you can't put forth the effort to rank for major destinations. A way to do this would be to choose your location, create a landing page around that that can be accessed from your website's homepage or menu, and then create supporting blog posts around that that are linked from that page. There are so many opportunities that you can take to build a content plan for your SEO strategy. And if you're a podcast host, you can do it with your podcast content as well. 
especially for educators who are trying to move into a space of educating but want to be teachers around certain topics. Now you'll be able to see this on my own website if you go through the podcast production landing page. It has podcast services on it. It has resources for podcast hosts, and it also has downloadables. But in addition to that, I'm also ranking to this podcast because most of the episodes that I create on this podcast series relate directly to podcast hosts as well. So it's all part of a bigger strategy. So now that I've given you a deeper look into how you can use Google Search Console, are you going to use it in your business for your SEO strategy? I'd love to hear from you and hear how you've done this in the past, how this episode has changed, how you're going to start tracking it in the future, and what your SEO strategy looks like. So make sure you head over to Haley Gaffin on Instagram and connect with me in my DMs. Talk to you soon. This has been another episode of the Clocking In Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and more at gaffincreative.com. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. If you love this episode, I'd be so honored if you'd leave me a review in the Apple Podcast app. Until next time, I'm your host, Haley Gaffin, clocking out. Thank you guys so much for sticking around to the end of this episode where I cheer for a new woman every single week. So this week, I'm cheering for Jess Ekstrom, author of Chasing the Bright Side, CEO of Headbands of Hope, and host of Business on the Bright Side, a podcast you should definitely check out, and so much more. Jess is celebrating nine years of Headbands of Hope today with their biggest sale ever. Make sure you head over to headbandsofhope.com to grab a few items, and just so you know, for every headband purchased, they donate one to a child battling cancer. Plus, they've almost hit a million headband donations. How awesome is that? So head over there, help them hit that goal, and get you a few cute headbands for yourself.